All right, if you're ready to go, we are ready to go as well. John Scholes here alongside John Pankis, partner, Sam Firu to Markin LLP, the most positively reviewed law firm. We cover it all. John, ready to answer on the show today. We're going to try to get to uh, two topics if we have time between the phone calls. Number one, what you need to know about employment agreements, and then later on the show, being let go from your job without even realizing it. That's on the way. But we got a couple of week that was cases of the day, John. What, uh, what do you got off the hot, pal? Well, I've got a couple interesting situations, but of course, it bears repeating that if uh, anyone is listening, you hear a situation that might be similar to your situation or or anything really related to a problem in the workplace, please give us a call because that's that's what this is all about, about talking to uh, people and uh, you don't have to give any identifying information. Uh, We're happy to, to chat generally. And if you if you have something that needs more of a discussion, we can always talk about it off air. So. First case I want to talk about today involves someone who worked for a large marketing company for 20 years uh, in their accounting department. Uh, And this story actually starts about five years ago uh, when the company approached her and asked her if she would uh, agree to incorporate and start working uh, as an independent contractor. No spoilers, John. I know you know where it's going. No spoilers. (laughs) Uh, They said, look, there are some pros and cons. Uh, You won't get your group benefits anymore, and we won't pay you vacation pay, but we'll pay you more money because we're going to save money as a business by doing so, by putting together this arrangement. She figures, well, okay, that doesn't sound like a bad idea. She signs a new contract without giving it too much thought, and off she went. This arrangement worked pretty well until about two weeks ago uh, when the company decided, you know what, we actually don't need your services anymore. And when that happened, they said, by the way, remember that independent contract agreement you signed? That says you get two weeks pay. Right. Here you go. Here's two weeks pay. Thank you very much. And this was shocking to her, of course, because she'd not noticed that clause in that agreement. And of course, if she had noticed it, uh, no one in their right mind would agree to that uh, after 20 years. Uh, so that's the point that she came to me. And, you know, granted, these things, if you don't go over these with an empl- uh, with an employment lawyer, these things will often get missed. Uh, it's, it's very normal. So I, I told it to her. I said, you know, don't beat yourself up. I mean, it's it's unfortunate, but you're in you're in good company. Uh, so I went through with her the uh, uh, various uh, aspects of her employment, and it became clear to me that this arrangement the company made with her was simply not legal, still had the same duties, responsibilities that she had when she was an employee, still relied on them just as much for income. She had performance reviews. She had set hours. Really, the only thing that was different is the way that they paid her, which was via invoice and through her personal corporation. That means that this contract that she signed was illegal. Termination clause was illegal. And as a result, she's owed about 18 months pay or even more. And that's what we're going to be helping her to get. So what's the lesson here? Well, first of all, of course, as I always say, don't ever sign an employment agreement without speaking to an employment lawyer first. The other thing here, and equally importantly, is that if you're let go from a position that was effectively your only or your main job, speak to an employment lawyer to see if you're actually legally an employee and owed severance and potentially other things, vacation pay over time. Just because an employer says something does not make it so. Remember that. And remember to uh, reach out to John and his team anytime you have questions when we're uh, not doing the show on air, 1-855-821-5900, help at employmentlawyer.ca. But here and now, Rob, thanks so much for uh, for hanging on for a couple minutes. How are you? Good. How are you doing? Beauty. What's on your mind? Uh, I've just been let go from a job. I worked for the company for a year and a half, and uh, I was making uh, 120 a year. It was an engineering job. And... Uh, 
they've offered me one month uh, severance pay. Okay. Have they, um, Rob, have they cited any kind of employment agreement? No. No. Okay. Well, um, strictly speaking, Rob, all other things being equal, that's going to be a wrongful dismissal. One month is is not adequate. Um, and there's, you know, this this is actually a really good point that you raise, which we talk about sometimes uh, on the show, is that just because you've been employed uh, for a short period of time doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to be entitled to a very minimum amount of severance. So you said you had an engineering job, you're earning 120000 you were there for, for one and a half years. Um, I would have a few other questions for you, Rob, that uh, you know we could certainly talk about off air. For example, if you're recruited, uh, that would make a difference. Although if you were not recruited, you're st- I would say you're still owed more than this, and it could be substantially more than this. I'd say all of the things being equal, and, and about, uh, you can just give me a ballpark, Rob, about how old are you? 56. You're 56. Okay. So yeah, I would say in these circumstances, you're probably going to be owed uh, at least three to four months pay. So that's, that's, you know, right. uh, at the low end, that's about triple uh, of what you have been offered here. Uh, so I'd, I'd strongly recommend you give me a call. We can talk about it off air and we can talk about a, a, a strategy uh, to get you more severance here. But uh, one month severance for those kinds of uh, circumstances. No, no, not enough. Uh, we could do better than that, I think. Okay, thank you. So, um, where do I call? I'm going to give you the number uh, right uh, right now, Rob. So stand by one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Again, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. And email as well. Help at employmentlawyer.ca. Couldn't be a couldn't be easier. Rob, appreciate the call. Good luck. I know that you'll get taken care of. Joseph, thank you. Hanging on for a moment. How are you? Good. The reason for the call is uh, I'm not sure if John remembers me. My name is Joseph. John, I hope you're doing well. You you helped my uncle out, Tony, and you did. uh, I just want everyone listening to know that John performed exceptionally well. This is not a paid uh, prop, Ah. uh, a shout out. (laughs) He he helped my uncle. Like He was done very wrong. John took the time. He was very empathetic with my uncle. Uh, He had a disability. He was... uh, dismissed wrongfully john fought a very large large company and he got him more than what uh, we were expecting and the purpose of the call is just to say uh, thank you john that's that's uh yeah. Well, thank thank you, Joseph. And of course, I, I remember you and 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 your family. And uh, well, that that's what it's all about. Thank you so much. Take care, guys. Thanks, Joseph. Appreciate that. And it's that's exactly why we we tell people, John, is you know mm-hmm. outside this hour of the show, you're going to learn lots, sure. But when uh, you know when the rubber meets the road, as they say, you want to pick up that phone afterwards if you've got issues, and get taken care of because these are the type of things. I don't know what happened in that particular case, nor do you, you know do you need to expand on it. But I mean, there's obviously something there where you would need an employment lawyer to uh, to go to bat for you, right? Yeah, well, of course, so, you know, we, we, we can't talk about specific details, uh-huh. um, but suffice it to, to say, that was a situation that was uh, really, really troubling uh, when Joseph first came to me, and it, uh, it, it, it ended quite positively, as, as you can hear. So um, I'm, I'm really glad that, uh, that the two of us connected, and certainly not, not a situation that I'll, I'll forget soon. Um, sure. So again, Joseph, thanks again for the call. It was very kind of you. 416-870-6400 to make that phone call. It doesn't have to be a compliment. It can be a question. That is fine for the remainder of the hour as well. What's the uh, what's the second thing you wanted to talk about, pal? So the second situation uh, involved uh, an operations leader at a small business of about 40 people. 
someone had recently left the company and took a few of the company's clients with them, which, as you can imagine, was not all that pleasing to the yeah. owner. Uh, so the owner asked this operations leader to sign a non-competition agreement. Uh, and when this person declined to sign, she was told, okay, well, in that case, we're terminating your employment. And we're terminating your employment for cause. And of course, that's not a, a dismissal for cause, uh, because even leaving aside the fact that the non-competition agreements are now illegal in Ontario, with very few exceptions, this not being one of them, uh, an employer cannot say that you have to sign a new document. And if you do not sign, we will terminate your employment for cause. They have to get your permission to insert new terms of employment. That's the whole point. So the result of this is that this employer is going to owe this person severance. I've determined the amount here is probably going to be about six months pay in the circumstances. And they've breached the Employment Standards Act by not even paying her minimum employment standards entitlements. Mm. Now, this is a common fear I have from people when they're asked to sign an employment contract midway through employment. Fortunately, not so many non-competes because it's it's pretty well known among uh, corporations and, and, and employers that non-competes are, are very rarely legal now. But it's certainly not uncommon uh, to have an employment contract presented midway through employment. And what people say to me is, well, I, I'm afraid if I don't sign, I'm going to lose my job. And you're right. You might lose your job if you don't sign. It's not going to be a four-cause termination, but you might lose your job. But you have to consider the alternative because you may lose your job anyway. And if you lose your job after you've signed it, the employer is going to rely on it. In fact, they may be giving it to you because they may be planning on terminating your employment at some point in the foreseeable future. Uh, so if it had contained a termination clause in the example I just gave and that person signed it, that would have been a disaster. So this is not to say never sign a new employment agreement, but at least go into it with an open eyes, with open eyes, right? Speak to an employment lawyer. Let's talk about your alternatives so you make the right decision. Reach out to John anytime. Makes you happy. 1-855-821-5900. Help at employmentlawyer.ca. We'll continue. Miles for more Employment Law Show is on the way. All right, thanks for uh, thanks for standing by and hanging on. John Pincus is your guy, partner, Sam Firu, Tamarkin, LLP. You want to reach out any time to John and just have a chat. Maybe you've got something that will turn into a case and you need some help. Either way, 1-855-821-5900, help at employmentlawyer.ca. And I always like to remind you that the uh, free and anonymous website is there for you to use any time. You will learn a ton. It will be a good safeguard against things going wrong in the workplace for you. That would be pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. And wrapped up into that is the uh, the severance pay calculator. That again is uh, is also free, John. So you can use that any time. Okay, what you need to know about employment agreements? It's a huge list. We're going to get to a couple. Uh, you mentioned it earlier on, uh, actually right off the top of the show, John. Why? Why they're so important? I mean, I know a hundred reasons, but to expand on it a bit, pal. Right. Well, we talked about the main reason why employment agreements are typically important is because they often contain termination provisions that severely right. are going to limit your entitlements and take you out of your full entitlements and into minimum entitlements under the Employment Standards Act. And those are, are very, very different. So that's the first thing uh, you need to be careful of. Now, maybe you're okay with that. Maybe you need the job enough that you're okay to take that risk, but you should at least know what it is and consider if you're considering multiple offers, right? If one offer has a termination clause and one offer doesn't, that makes a big difference. And that should probably influence which job uh, you consider and which job you accept, because that's a major benefit if it's not there. But there's other things to worry about, right? There could mm -hmm. be clauses that say that you agree to temporary layoffs. Uh, there could be clauses that say that we have the right to, 
to change your job, the right to transfer you, uh, the right to transfer your reporting relationship. If these things are important to you, the time to speak up is before you sign your employment agreement. Don't expect that it will never come up. Believe me, it comes up. You know, the uh, another point here is often what people would consider counterintuitive. And so we ask you, what's better to have? You want that quick handshake or, uh, you know, a quick... Uh, Quick, uh, you know, name on a napkin or that 10-page document, that big file folder full of uh, employment legalese. Which one's better for the employee, the prospective employee anyway? John, I'm going to say 999 out of 1,000 <laughs> times a handshake is better. Now, the reason why I, I don't say 1,000 of 1,000 times is because, hey, you'll get that, that odd agreement that says, yeah, if we let you go, we have to pay you two years pay. Hey, if you yeah. get that great. That's, that's probably a good deal, right? You still want to speak to an employment lawyer, make sure the devil's not in the details. But um, generally speaking, it's not going to say that, right? Generally speaking, it's going to say, we can change your job. We can put you on temporary layoff. We can terminate your employment with only providing you the minimum standards. We can do this. We can do that. You have to do this. You have to do that. Not written by you, right? It wasn't written with you in mind. It was written with the employer in mind. Uh, so uh, although it might feel good to say, yes, okay, I've got my bonus, I've got my salary, I've got all these things. Yeah, of course, those are good things. And you, you may want to have those in writing, but it, you do not want a long agreement. And if you have a handshake deal, then you have a contract, you have a verbal mm-hmm. contract. And that contract manifests itself by the fact that you are working for that company. You're working for the company, yeah. they're paying you, that's the deal. And there's nothing wrong with that. And that's often the best way to move forward. A few more points on this uh, extremely important topic of employment law agreements uh, when it comes to employees and employers for that matter. you got to cover your uh, your rear end. But we always go to the calls first, always priority. John, thank you for uh, standing by in the wings for a moment. How are you? Hey, not too bad. How are you today? We're uh, loving life, pal. What uh, what do you got in your mind? What's up? Uh, yeah, I worked for a company in Toronto that I worked for uh, funeral services for 10 years. Um, at the start of the pandemic, they, they, they laid a few people off. Uh, I was one of them out of, out of 30, 40 employees. They laid off like four. Um, so basically that was two years ago and they haven't hired me back. I've started some legal action towards them. Um, they're basically, they're trying to say that I quit. They've offered me no, no severance, no nothing. Like I said, I've worked there for 10 years. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, so you've already started legal action, John. You, you, you've retained an employment yeah. lawyer? Yeah, I have. And uh, actually, the only thing that is anything that is true out of this is that I get a bill every month from my lawyer for $1,000. I've already put in, I've already put in uh, like $14,000 in legal fees. And mm-hmm. every time my lawyer, they don't call me. I have to call them. And when I do, I there's another bill for almost $1,000. Okay. Okay. Well, so it's going um, to be a cycle of, like I said, I put ten years in there. I was making uh, eighty over a hundred thousand a year, mm-hmm. uh, ten years with the company, um, and basically they're offering me about thirty thousand, but I've already put in close to fifteen in, in legal fees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 in the circumstances, I mean, without knowing more, that doesn't sound like a very good offer. Even even leaving aside the amount that you've um, invested in it. Well, John, if you're if you're really unhappy with the way that things have taken place to date, uh, we're certainly happy to speak with you. Uh, we do um, speak with people who are uh, unhappy with the tra- trajectory of their their current case and their current lawyer. That does right, happen. Right, I understand that. But what what, yeah. what what makes your what makes your procedures any better than the one mm-hmm. that I'm dealing with right now? Because basically, they have started. Oh, we're going to do mitigation. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. I said, okay, I'm ready mm-hmm. for that. Then they go, oh, you know, we're going to skip mitigation. We're going to do something else. 
Right, uh, so right. And with that, and then they go, no, we're going we're gonna to try something else. We're waiting for the high court, Supreme Court, or, or whatever, the to overturn uh, a legal yes. battle that's been in the process so, for years. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that one or not. I'm not. <laughs> well, uh, it, we are we are familiar with it because it actually is our case, and we actually right. Did recently... There was a ruling the other day, and they decided that it was a non uh, a non ruling, a non decision. Well, I no, I, I, I don't actually think that that's accurate. Well, let's not get into the, the details of that because it's actually a very technical decision, and I'm more than happy to chat with you about it off air. Right, it's right. actually a very interesting situation, but it is actually, uh, I don't know what's been told to you, but the All recent right. legal development that, that, that our firm uh, recently won um, is actually a very positive development for your case. Very, very positive. And... Um, uh-huh. Uh, if you've been told otherwise, I'd, I'd have to disagree. I hear you talking to people, like I mean, basically, I hear you talking to other people, and basically, the minute they say that they've got five years or ten years, you just spoke to a gentleman earlier that had one year, and you're telling him that he owed, that he's owed uh, so many months of severance. Yeah, I've been with yeah. the company ten years. Yeah, they're, they're yeah, me nothing. Well, I don't well, know how you are any different than the other guys. Is really what I'm saying. Well, John, I, I won't uh, I won't take up too much time yeah, singing your own yeah. praises uh, on air. Um, I'm certainly yeah. happy to tell you that off here, but let me let me just mention a couple things to you that yeah. that might be relevant um, in selecting an employment lawyer. First of all, you you want to look at someone uh, you want to look at a law firm that's not afraid to go to court. And again, without without uh, tooting our own horn too much here, um, right. we are the firm that just just took this case to the court of appeal, right? So we're certainly. Um, have that credibility uh, when we're speaking right. with people, but you, you, what you want to make sure when you're at, whenever you're speaking to an employment lawyer, whether it's us or, or or anyone else, is that you're on the same page, right? Is that you ask the the lawyer, you know, what can I expect in this process? What do you think is realistic? Um, and what can you achieve for me? What do you think the likelihood of that is, right? And and I always try to make sure when I speak with people that the expectations are going to be clear from day one that we know how long this could take. And if that changes, I let you know, um, and that you don't have to wait uh, to follow up with me. I'm going to be following up with you. But again, I don't, I don't want to spend too much time on air. No, 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 no. So, suffice time it to say, suffice it to say, yeah, it sounds like things have gone off the rails here, John, and, and I'm, I'm happy to help you uh, and, and talk about uh, what other strategies might be employed to get you to where we need to get you to. So please feel free to call us off air. Uh, we're happy to chat about this. I'm not sure if I didn't ask uh, John uh, before we uh, before we had to go, but I, it, it, I could be wrong, but it doesn't sound like he's necessarily with an employment lawyer. He might have a lawyer, but it doesn't sound just based on the charges and what's going on and the drag. Well, on. it just sounds. <laughs> I, I I don't know. Maybe you maybe you heard. He, maybe he is. I don't know. I didn't hear it, John. Maybe you did, but it doesn't sound like he is. Well, you you know me, John. I I'm I'm loathe to cast aspersions on other lawyers. There may be <laughs> oh, many yeah, reasons for sure. why. Yeah. Uh, there may be many reasons why that has uh, progressed in the way it's progressed. But it certainly sounds like that uh, negotiation has gone off the rails. That's a very straightforward situation. Should not yeah. be difficult to resolve. Uh, and I really do hope John gives us a call so that we can look at what we might be able to uh, do to help him. 
And, and it's something we always echo on the show. If you need, uh, you know, you need a, you know, a root canal, you're not going to go see a knee specialist. You're going to go see a dentist, which you should do with any legal matters. I, again, I don't know That's who right. John's using, but if it's an employment thing, go to an employment lawyer, not your family lawyer, not your real estate lawyer, your criminal lawyer. Go to where the expertise lies, and that's that's with you guys and employment lawyers. Email us, help at employmentlawyer.ca, and we'll continue with our chat about what you need to know about employment agreements. That is all on the way as we continue the Employment Law Show. All righty, we are back at it. Good to have you sticking around for the remainder of the show. Here's what you need to do. Help at employmentlawyer.ca. You can always use pocketemploymentlawyer.ca as well. Okay, back into it. Uh, our topic, well, one of two topics for uh, today. John, what you need to know about employment agreements, super important stuff. Rather than just looking at the vacation and the pay and signing away, it could be uh, could be bad news if you do that. So we'll get on to our next point in question. Kind of dovetailing off of that, what should employees watch out for when signing agreements? Well, the first thing I'll say here, John, is uh, typically you don't want to do this on your own. Right. You want to do it with a lawyer and not just a lawyer, but an employment lawyer. Um, and some things that we will be watching out for are termination clauses, uh, layoff clauses, change of duties clauses, hours of work clauses, um, clauses requiring you uh, sometimes to uh, repay a signing bonus if you don't remain there for a certain period of time. There's all kinds of things, all kinds of nasty things that can come up, and good things, of course, as well, occasionally, that can come up in employment agreements that you should know about. Um, so the, the key here is don't try and keep, keep, keep the score on your own. I mean, you're certainly welcome to try, but that's always a risky thing to do because you can always misinterpret it and find out the hard way later. You don't want that. Again, 416-870-6400 is the way to go. Um, a lot of people, they just are folks that are you know, potentially looking at a new, I'll, I'll talk about people that already have a job later, but people embarking on new employment, they'll get the employment agreement, look at it and go, okay, I guess this is carved in stone. This is what it is. I either sign or I don't sign. Can there be angles that can be negotiated in a, an employment agreement? Well, it really depends. Um, first of all, from a legal standpoint, you are supposed to be able to, to, to negotiate. But of course, the law also recognizes that it's not an equal relationship. You're not on the same plane. Uh, but sometimes you are, right? Sometimes you're working somewhere else and you're being recruited. Sometimes right. you have multiple offers. And if you are fortunate enough to be in that situation, that is the most important time to speak with an employment lawyer because you may actually be able to do something about those clauses. I've had people uh, negotiate uh, formulas uh, for their termination entitlements. I've had people negotiate out clauses that restrict their rights during or after employment. Um, I've had people negotiate clauses that uh, shouldn't be there because they don't make any sense. Uh, it can happen, right? Don't just assume it's like your iTunes agreement. It's it's not. It's not supposed to be that. It often is in practice, unfortunately, but it's not. It shouldn't be that. And if you have the ability to actually have your say in it, then, uh, you know, you, sh you should do so. 416-870-6400. That is the number to call and ask questions. Would love to have you on. David, thanks for uh, thanks for taking the time. How are you? Good, thanks. How are you? Good. What's uh, what's on your mind? Uh, so it came to our attention at uh, this small factory that we work at. Uh, it's only about five employees that the company owner is putting the business up for sale. Uh, he hasn't mm -hmm. made us aware of the situation. And I'm just wondering what rights we have uh, with new ownership probably coming in. Um, like, do we uh, have a, a say if we go with the new ownership or... Do we have the right to get a buyout of some sort or what, what our rights would be in that situation? 
You know, a- excellent question, David. We actually haven't talked about this in a while on the show, but this is a really important issue. Um, so when your employer is selling the business and it's an asset sale, right, not a share sale, um, when that happens and a new employer takes over, um, then you have to look at what the new employer is offering. When you, and you will, you will know from the new employer. But the moment that the business is sold, technically, without getting too technical about this, as far as the law is concerned, your employment has been terminated. The question of whether you're going to be entitled to your full severance entitlement depends on what the new buyer offers you. If the new buyer offers you um, new employment, one of the things that uh, you may want to ask them to do is to confirm that they're recognizing your past service. Um, And then the other thing that you want to think about is, is the job comparable? Now, if they offer you a job that's comparable and you say no, then the most you're going to be entitled to from your old employer, which is the one that would have to pay the severance because they're the ones that sold the business, would be your minimum entitlements. If you are not offered a job by the new company or you're offered a job, but it's clearly not comparable, right? It pays half your pay or, you know, you were working day shifts, now you're working night shifts. Well, now the old employer, not the one, not the one that took over, but the one who sold the business, they are responsible for your severance and your full severance. So right now, David, you're kind of in wait and see mode, right? You don't know what the new company is going to offer, if they're going to offer you anything. You don't know what the terms are. You want to be very careful when you get that offer um, that you get something in writing and that you look over it carefully. And that might be the time, if you're feeling uneasy about it, that you may want to give us a call so we can make sure that you retain your rights either with a new employer or that we make sure that we get your severance entitlements from the one that just sold the business. Oh, okay. Sounds good. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Thanks, David. Uh, appreciate the time and the call. Here's how you reach out to uh, further that conversation with John and his team. one 821 5900 Help at employmentlawyer.ca. A couple more points on this, and we're talking about uh, what you need to know about employment agreements. Um, we talked about negotiating employment agreements. Do you, st- you mentioned that, especially if you're being induced or pulled from another company to do so. You you probably got a little more uh, a little more leeway as things that could be negotiated uh, as far as that uh, employment contract is concerned. Especially if you've been through two or three rounds of interviews, you might be the guy or the girl they're really focusing on. They've put energy, they put resources into finding you, and they're probably not just going to blow it off if you want to extend your vacation by a couple of weeks. I mean, is, is that something that would be realistic? Well, it, it can be. I think the other example that, that often comes up is someone is getting multiple offers, right? If you're in a, right. in a position that's in high demand, um, then you shouldn't be just comparing offers on the basis of the salary that you're being offered. Mm-hmm. You should be comparing offers on the basis of the employment contracts you're, you're being offered or the lack thereof, which is sometimes an advantage, as we talked about, right? So right. Um, you just want to make sure that um, you're comparing apples to apples here. You're not just saying, well, this person's offering me more salary. Yes, they're offering you more salary, but they're also imposing all kinds of these restrictive conditions during your employment and giving themselves the right to terminate your employment with paying you next to nothing for severance. So is that really a better job? It might be worth taking the job that pays you $5,000 less a year, but if they let you go, you know that you're going to get a reasonable severance package. Again, you usually have time to go over these agreements before you sign anything. You can send it to John and let him uh, let him have a look at it for sure because they'll they'll go over it with a fine tooth comb. And if there's any uh, irregularities in there that you should be looking out for, they will uh, they will find it for sure. So you're listening to us now. You've signed an employment agreement um, after hearing the show, and you're going, oh boy, this could be bad. Didn't get advice. Um, now what? Well, don't panic. Don't despair. <laughs> um, 
you may have you may have uh, be listening right now and say, oh yeah, you know what? Let me take a look at that employment contract I signed. And all of a sudden you say, oh oh, there's a there's a clause dealing with termination entitlements. Oh oh, there's this, there's that. Yeah. Well, don't panic. All is not lost. In fact, most people who come to me have come to me after they've signed an employment agreement. Now, they may have signed it without advice, or they may have signed it with advice, knowing that, well, this is all they're going to offer me, um, so uh, this is what I have to take. So if that happens and your employment is terminated, that is not a reason not to speak to an employment lawyer. Too many double negatives there. Let me let me try that again, John. <laughs> that is still the time you want to speak to an employment lawyer. Even if you have signed an employment agreement, you want to speak to an employment lawyer because many termination clauses. In fact, I would dare say most of them are not enforceable. They're not illegal, which mean they're illegal, which means that if you have signed them, if and they're unenforceable, it's like you haven't signed it. It's like it doesn't exist. Um, so employers are trying to fix that. Uh, in many cases, they're trying to get you to sign new employment agreements. Again, another thing to watch out for. But if you've been let go, come to us. We'll be able to tell you very quickly whether you have uh, any chance of being able to negotiate better severance. And chances are you do. We mentioned off the uh, the top of the show, second topic for the uh, for the show today, being let go from your job without even realizing it. I want to grab an email before we move on to that. Uh, Samuel uh, just wrote us in again. By the way, help at employmentlawyer.ca. He says, hey, John, I was let go, but uh, my record of employment, my ROE says I quit. What should I do about this? Well, Samuel, I think that it's fair to say time is not on your side, right? If uh, Hopefully this is something that's happened recently because what you want to do right away um, is email, text, uh, however many written communications you can do uh, to your employer, whether it's the owner or the HR manager or whoever it was you're reporting to. In fact, I think if you're sending out an email, you want to send it out probably to multiple people and say, what's going on? Why am I getting a record of employment that says I quit? I didn't quit. I was let go. You want to put it to them in writing because otherwise later on they're going to say, well, no, we issued this record of employment because you did quit. And it's going to be your word against theirs. And unfortunately, the reality with companies is they're going to have more people to say that. Um, So you want to act. You want to act quickly. Put it on the record that this is not true. And you can do it with as simple as an email. And some people are going to be wondering, okay, I send that email and it's crickets. I get no response from anybody. What happens then? That's the time you call us and we think about, okay, well, were you offered severance? Was the severance adequate? Uh, What can we do about the severance? And what can we do about changing that fraudulent record of employment? And if they don't respond, silence is like acceptance, right? If you've outlined that, no, no, I, I I, I did not quit. You guys let me go and you get nothing. That's still okay. That's still okay, right? Well, yeah, that's still okay because certainly questions are going to be raised as to why they didn't respond, right? So mm-hmm. that even if they don't respond, that's much better than if you uh, if you didn't send it at all. Again, being let go from your job without even realizing it. We'll get to that. Emails are help at employmentlawyer.ca. We'll continue. This is the Employment Law Show. You betcha. Welcome back. As we slide into our next topic, and that would be uh, being let go from your job without even realizing it. The first point, uh, we're starting large with a big one that has been really in the spotlight for the last year and a half, and that is you might not realize it if you are out on a temporary layoff. Hello. 
Right, right. And we were talking about that a little bit earlier today yep. uh, with the gentleman who was laid off, uh, well, about two years ago and has been finding it um, ever since. Um, and uh, there are still a lot of these people who uh, haven't uh, yet gotten compensation, who've been uh, laid off um, and uh, been out of work for two years. Uh, there was a, a, a court decision that employers have recently been uh, waving around to try and justify their actions. That court decision has now been overturned. Uh, so uh, you, it's certainly the state of the law now that you, uh, as it was before, that you have rights, you can seek your entitlements, you have rights to severance if you you have been temporarily laid off and it is not something that you agree to. So if you're in that situation, please, please do call us so that we can get you your severance entitlements because your severance entitlements are the same as those whose employment was terminated without cause. And a, a lot of people should uh, move on this because you're probably, if not already, coming close to that two-year mark if you've been put on that temporary layoff due to COVID-19 too, right? Right, right. You got to be very careful now. Now, if if you've pa- if it's been more than two years, still give us a call because limitation right. periods were suspended during COVID. So don't uh, avoid giving us a call if it's been more than two years. But certainly don't wait. Give us a call now so that we can act because uh, we certainly don't want to wait. Let that period expire. And to reach out afterwards is what we're talking about. One eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Help at employmentlawyer.ca. Don't sit on it. Uh, give John a call. Uh, next one. Uh, you're being let go from your job without even realizing it. Your employer changes the terms of your employment. Uh, your salary gets a wobble. Your job duties, maybe your hours of work, your location of work. These things can change, right? That's right. That's right. Um, so you want to make sure that you seek legal advice uh, at the time that it happens, because uh, first of all, you know, a lot of people think, oh, okay, this has changed. I'm going to claim constructive dismissal. I'm going to leave. Well, don't do it without a lawyer, right? Because not all bridges are are, are uh, constructive dismissals, but many are. You know, one of the big ones that I uh, that I uh, uh, see a lot lately is demotions. Uh, you know, an employer cannot simply say, well, now we're going to give you a lesser title, lesser job, lesser responsibilities. But hey, don't worry, we're not changing your salary, right? This is this is off in the line. We're, we're keeping your salary the same. Well, you know, that's not actually the way the law works. It's not just the fact that as long as you keep someone's salary the same, you can have them do whatever you want. There are other things in your employment that matter. So if you've been placed in that situation where you have been uh, demoted, then uh, please, please give us a call uh, because um, you want to act quickly before that new position becomes the position and becomes your new term of employment. A lot of these things that we've mentioned on numerous uh, past shows is if these changes aren't massive, like completely life upsetting. In fact, some of them might be, you know, if someone sits back and takes a bit of a bird's eye view, they might be beneficial. They may be okay, especially if you really like your workplace and, and the colleagues that you work with. Can you can you try some of these changes just on a temporary basis to see if it's uh, congruent with your lifestyle? Yeah, I mean, you have a few options, right? I mean, we're when we're talking about constructive dismissal, the only thing that you have to be careful is we're not just thinking about the two-year limitation period, which is, of course, the most important period in any of these cases, whether we're talking about, you know, layoffs or demotions or, or whatnot. But we're also talking about making sure that you don't accept the changes to your position, which is really important when we're talking about things like changes to your, uh, your role, your duties, uh, your commission structure, things like that. Um, so one thing that you can do in those cases is you can say that you're doing it on a trial basis. I'm not accepting this, but I'm going to do it on a trial basis to see 
what happens. And in fact, if we're talking about a situation, for example, as like a change in commissions, you probably don't want to jump the gun on that. You probably want to see how the commission structure actually affects how much you earn because you mm-hmm. may find that you're surprised. So that's a good example where you may want to work with a lawyer to say you're accepting it on a trial basis. Um, but in other cases, uh, you may want to accept it on a trial basis because you don't know what your duties are actually going to look like. You may find that it's less work. You may find that it's uh, better. The other thing that you can do in some cases is if you don't want to leave the organization, but you're not happy with the change, we might be able to negotiate some of the, some rollback of those changes. And that that has been something that, I can, uh, that I've been able to do for clients sometimes. It's not always about getting your severance. Sometimes it's about just allowing you to keep working there in a situation that everyone can live with, right? So that's something you may want to consider as well. Something you want to consider and might not realize you've been let go from realizing it. Uh, the company you work for, uh-oh, it's being sold. How about that? Right. Well, hey, we got a call about that just just today, yep. right? just this morning about that, a hey. really, really important issue. So the way that this works, again, uh, for anyone who's just uh, tuning in now, is if your company is being sold, um, then it all depends on what the company that is taking over offers. If they offer you something that is pretty much the same or reasonably close to what you were being uh, paid and, and the kind of position you had before, then... Uh, you accept that job, your employment continues, and if your employment is terminated, it's the new employer um, that uh, becomes responsible for your severance. Um, If um, you're not offered uh, similar terms or you're not offered a new job, well, your employment right. has just been terminated, right? And and it's like anything else. And your employer, the old employer can't say, well, you know, it's the new employer's responsibility. That's almost never the case. Very few exceptions. Um, the, uh, the responsibility falls on the company that has sold the company. So if you're in this situation, you're being offered a job from a new employer, you're not sure about it, that's the time to speak with an employment lawyer and make sure that all those terms line up. Here's another point a lot of people wouldn't be aware of as far as being let go and not realizing it's the employer will not to step up and accommodate your medical restrictions if you have any. Right, of course. This is the one case where, where people typically do know that something's wrong and, and uh, we often get calls about this. Uh, these are very, very complex situations uh, because it's not simply a question of whether they are accommodating or are willing to accommodate you, but whether it's possible for them to accommodate you. Uh, and the tricky thing about this is it often involves information that we don't have. So usually we try to engage with the employer, engage with the accommodation process as much as possible. Uh, and only once we have exhausted that and it's clear that they're just not interested uh, in trying to accommodate your medical condition, then we can say, well, they've refused to accommodate you, they owe you severance, and they're on the hook for a human rights violation. And another uh, another angle that might do exactly that as well, you got to deal with a poisoned work environment, right? Pretty common. Boy, these are, these are very common. Also, I would say the most complex uh, situations and absolutely requires legal advice. Yep. I cannot emphasize this enough. If you're thinking of leaving due to a poison work environment, I mean, if you have to leave, you have to, because you can't take it anymore. Uh, and that's one thing, but ideally you always want to try to do this with legal advice because um, it's, you're going to need witness statements. Uh, you're going to need documentary evidence uh, if it, if it goes to a legal action. Um, and it is much, much more complicated than the very straightforward situations that we talk about, such as um, temporary layoffs, drops in pay, or or even demotions. Um, This is the most difficult kind of case to deal with. Um, So you want to speak with a lawyer and you want to do it early. And this uh, last one we'll get to for this topic kind of relates to what we talked about a couple uh, couple topics ago with medical restrictions. That is you're sick or injured and you can't return to work. 
Right. Well, this is a little bit different because if you cannot return to work and your employer is saying, hey, we're willing to accommodate you, but if you can't return to work, you can't return to work. Strictly speaking, they haven't terminated your employment. What's happened is your employment has just evaporated. It's just become uh, impossible to continue. The legal term we have for this is frustration. And what that means is that you are going to be entitled to severance, but it's only going to be your minimum severance entitlements, only your minimum amounts. But your minimum amounts in Ontario can be a significant amount, especially if we're dealing with a large company. You don't want to lose that. Uh, so give us a call. And I've helped many people get those minimum entitlements in that situation. Let's uh, get to a quick one from Paul, an email before we wrap in about a couple minutes says, my employer just changed benefit providers and now a lot of my medication isn't covered anymore. What are my rights in this situation? Well, this is the inverse list, John. This is uh, uh, not being let go uh, (laughs) and knowing it because employers do have the discretion uh, to make changes to their benefits carriers, even if that has an adverse impact. Um, So, uh, Paul, certainly uh, happy to talk to you if if you want to talk about your particular situation. Maybe your situation is differently, but all of the things being equal, it's typically not going to be a case for constructive dismissal. Paulie, appreciate that email. And uh, if you didn't get yours on the show today, we'll uh, we'll be doing it all again on uh, Monday at 6.30, as you know. So tune in for that if you're uh, somewhere close to your radio that carries us. We'd love to have you along for that show. John Pinkett's was your guy, is your guy, anytime, 1-855-821-5900. That's the number to reach out, help at employmentlawyer.ca and the website, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. Super handy, super free, and also the severance pay calculator is there as well. We'll catch you next time on the Employment Law Show.